0: Welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. And all things have become new. Uh, All things have become new. And the beauty of being in Christ is we get the joy of celebrating newness. Um, We don't have to fabricate newness. I know every season they have a new fashion stuff that's brought out and they bring the fall fashion out, the winter fashion out the spring fashion out but the bible says the inner man is being renewed day by day and i love that reality and um that's the beauty of being in christ well remain standing i'm excited y'all seem like y'all excited to be here today y'all sound like y'all excited to be here today amen 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 Amen. well i remain standing i just got a few things before we dive in. Um, So don't forget anniversaries next week. We're asking that even outside we wear masks while we're congregated because we'll be closer together. Also the variant, it moves in crowds as well and it's a little more aggressive. We want everybody to be safe. How many want to be safe? Amen. So we want to be safe and, and yet we don't want to stop what God wants us to do. I was really, I was just praying the neighborhood this morning, took some time, went around the neighborhood, travailed about some things I want God to do on our behalf and um, just got this sense I was getting a little fearful about next week and Lord was like I'm just trust me get out there be safe but let's get this gospel out and um, and I'm excited about that opportunity so let's be safe next week we're celebrating 15 years next week um, so um, wanting us to wanting us to really really, honor God and realize that we've come a mighty long way we've come a mighty long way and so we'll have the outdoor gathering of course invite people um uh, there's room because we got the whole block or two we got two blocks blocked off and um so anyone can come but we want to know how many so get people to sign up you know where the sign ups are because you're here Um, block party again pastor guest told us free food music uh bounce house face painting we'll do this safely and everything like that. Tons of sanitizer out there. And we're providing free food, food trucks. is gonna be great. Um, the Eagles game is gonna be on the big screen. So, uh, fellas, you ain't gotta go home. And you know how we do sometimes. We like, all right, the church is over, bye. So, um, you know, but we can be out and we can watch the game and engage. Uh, we, uh, I miss that block fellowship. And we haven't done that in a while. And let's do that in safe ways. Um, I'll have my team there, making sure if you don't have a mask, we're gonna pass you one out, and we're gonna be very, very, very safe. All right, turn with me to First Timothy, the fourth chapter, the fourth chapter, verses one through ten. We're still in our series. We're still in our series on um, um, deconstructing. deconstructing the faith let's read together first timothy 4 1 through 10 1 2 3 now the spirit explicitly says that in later times some will depart from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared keep going believe and know the truth. Keep going. Yes. Since it is sanctified by the word and prayer. Yes. Next. Nourished by the words of faith. Yes, training of the body is limited benefit, but godliness is beneficial in every way since it holds promise for the life That's right. Who is the savior of all people especially of those who believe amen 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 today i want to talk about deconstructing the faith and leaving bad deconstruction bad deconstruction let's go before god lord we thank you and we praise you and honor you god be with us in this time i believe that something's going to happen Uh, for someone who's been waiting to hear these types of things And Lord God, we're trusting you that you're going to frame and shape, bring people to Christ, stabilize those who are in Christ and bring back off the fringes, those who are almost gone. So Lord, will you let the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. We got a video for you. I want you to check this out before we begin. God is my life. He's given me life that people outside of him can't understand. He's changed me, what I like, what I want, how I think, what I want to be, and what I want to do with my life. I want to serve him because he gave everything for me. There is nothing else I want to do with my life and nothing else that is worthwhile except to serve him." I wrote those words at the age of 17 and meant every word of them. Never could I have imagined back then that someday I would ever reach a point where I would no longer consider myself to be a follower of Jesus. But uh, the, in the past couple of days, Joseph Solomon has stated that he is no longer a Christian. Um, so I grew up Christian. Um, I was like this church, like, reference Central Presbyterian Church, like, over up I'm and I have a, also a strong Jamaican background. Now growing up, a lot of you know stuff is called obio, mm-hmm. which is like you know it's like you know witchcraft and like also what they would consider like blue or a lot of African traditional religion. Mm-hmm. Now there's not a lot of room for I would say a trans person being Christian, mm-hmm. and so growing up I realized like you know this is just not for me. Like hell has been like a really big thing. It's like who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing hell wide open. They have many names and titles and ranks within their belief system. They are college educated professional women who have chosen to believe that theirs is a truer example of worship that is inclusive of the genders. It connects them, they say, to their ancestors and fills a need not found in traditional worship, but most of them grew up in the church. I was raised Christian, all Christians in my family. Um, In fact, my grandfather was a preacher in the South. I also grew up Christian. I grew up Anglican in the Episcopal Church. The older I got, the more disconnect I felt. I was raised Baptist. My father is a deacon, my mom a deaconess. I was in church all the time. These women are part of a sect Ile Ola Afefe Osa Spiritual Temple. They worship and offer prayers to Ashun. I gave up Christianity when I was like 22, 23, and that was the catalyst. Me reading the Bible from front to back. Me having questions. Particularly as um, raised by evil parents, I was raised specifically that everything from the past that my uh, forefathers had done were, was wrong, and that Christianity had came and cleared us of this sin. Um, as I've grown, I recognized um, what Christianity had been used as, Christianity and Islam, as a political tool, um, and as a form of, to create submission, you know, to sub- force people into submission. And then, this summer, you went on Instagram and said essentially, I don't believe. Mm. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, mm. I'm not a Christian. What do you mean by that? I was really just trying to be honest about the fact that all the ways that I had defined faith and Christianity, that I was no longer choosing to live according to those. Most significantly, the decision that my wife and I made to end our marriage. So as you see in that video, you've seen people from different spheres, ending with my dear friend and brother, um, Joshua Harris. Um, And we're not picking on any of them, but all of this is super public, and um, it's extremely important for us <clears throat> to look into this. You see that it knows no color bounds either, does it? Deconstructing is ravaging uh, people who grew up in the church, <coughs> was around the church. They sang some of the same songs, breathed some of the same uh, 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 air, used some of the same fans we used. I mean, I mean, I mean, sat in some of the same pews we've sat. Uh, some of them drank the church mother punch um, that we've drank and heard some of the sermons and celebrated some of the things that we celebrated. However, some point in time in their particular, in their life, they began to deconstruct their faith. And as a matter of fact, Um, uh, 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 Harris was doing something on deconstruction recently, basically teaching people how to deconstruct their faith, Um, and it ended up getting shut down. But this is something that we have to address, family. Um, This is something that we have to address, and we have to get in front of it. Um, The church, too many times we wait and get behind stuff, and then we're behind it, and then we're too late, and we're trailing the devil. And so I want us to now begin to think and be more overt in our commitment to making sure that we make better disciples and not only make better disciples, at least no matter what someone's decision is, frame and develop and help people make the best decision that they can make. Again, deconstruction. What is deconstruction? Deconstruction is the process of reevaluating your core beliefs or evaluating whether or not the religious belief system you were nurtured in is what you have really embraced. So when we look at this idea of deconstruction and understanding this. Again, I want to give this definition on a weekly basis. The reason why is because I want you to be huh, putting yourself in a place where you're thinking through what your core beliefs as it relates to the faith actually is. This is not for some person out there on the Internet that's, that's going viral. This is for you. This is for you to see where you actually are, where you What are you actually in the faith for? Some of you young folk that are being raised in the church, and, and you may have sat on the pew and looked around and been on your phone. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Are you are you here just because of your parents or will you scurry off into the wind once you're on your own? I would love it if you would decide now who you serve. Um, I would love it now for you to even wrestle through some of your questions. Parents, I would love it if you would put yourself in a position to be equipped to talk to your kids about the faith. You, you can't just bring them here for us to do it. You can't. You can't afford to. You can't afford to because when you really start discipling your kids and you start letting them be honest, they let you know how much of a hypocrite you are and how much you're contributing to their deconstruction. And so when that happens, um, many times, I know, I know, let me be honest. I know I'm jacking my kids up in some kind of way. Like, let me just tell you something. If you're a parent... As good of a parent as you are, as much, you, you, you jacking, they go, all of our children going to counseling about something we did. You ain't counseling because of something your parents did. So listen, I don't care if you got holy water, holy oil, you speak in 10 tongues, your kids are gonna need God to help them through you raising them. Let's go tell you that right now. So, as golly as we are and all that good stuff. And so, when we think about this, and listen, we need to expect that the devil is coming after people about their faith. It's not if, listen to me, it's not if, it's going to happen. I remember dropping my son off at college and leaving him. And although he's at a Bible college, I'm not stupid enough to think that the Bible college is an ark. I'm sitting there wondering how he's gonna process race now that he's out the house. How's he gonna process hearing things he never heard? How's he gonna process something I said to him that he remembered that was etched in his mind at three years old that he never forgot? And now, woo, y'all just don't, see, when you become a parent, you feel it all. You feel it differently. Um, So what are the types of deconstruction? Again, deconstruction is Western deconstruction. Of Christianity, of biblical Christianity, is deconstructing evangelicalism, It's deconstructing a theological tribe or camp or denomination of Christianity. Some of us have had some bad experiences in the Baptist church. Some of us had some bad experiences in the Pentecostal church. Some of us had some bad experiences in the non-denominational church that was trying to make sure it wasn't like the Baptist church, the Anglican church, and every, that was supposed to be the better church because it was non-denominational, but they found out that non-denominational as a title doesn't stop people from being frustrated with it. Listen, we all think we can rename something and make it better than what it was, but then we realize that we need Jesus just as much as the denominations need Jesus. (laughs) Listen, the church will make mistakes. The question is, how will we nurture people to process that? See, that's, that's key, right? Y'all with me, right? Not only did that, triggers for deconstruction. What are some triggers? Fellas, I'm going to go through different ones. I'm not going to go through all of them, but y'all can put them up there. Triggers for deconstruction. Number one, the problem of evil and suffering. Why did God let this happen to me? Why did God let me get molested? If he's God... He saw what was done to me. Deconstruction. He can't exist. If I got raped, he can't exist. Church hurt. Church hurt hurt worse than family hurt. I don't know what it is about church hurt because church hurt hurts because there are principled expectations that get violated whether it was on purpose, by accident or perceived. You hear me? And then what ends up happening is instead of letting God, believing God for reconciliation and restoration, that becomes the marker for what Jesus and his church is like. And then people are like, Chuck the deuces. College, you get in a philosophy class, get your behind wrung out like a towel after being washed. They come after you in them philosophy classes. Come for your neck. When they find out you're a believer, they are like, thank you. And they're going to zoom in on you and try to wipe the floor with you. And that's unprofessional for a teacher to come after someone like that. But that's how you know the devil knows no bounds. He'll even cover himself in a classroom. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Y'all going y'all gonna to give me some time today. Um, family upbringing. Your mama shouted in church and in, uh, in tongues. I ain't making fun of tongues. I speak in tongues. Behind closed doors, not publicly. <laughs> Somebody get that on the way home. But, um, but, but, um, but she crazy at home. Your daddy's a deacon. And he read, he did devotions. Woke up this morning with my mind, my mind, stayed on Jesus. They said, we don't start nothing, won't be nothing, huh? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And then get home and slap the taste out of your mom's mouth. You're confused. Why didn't the church do something about it when they found out but swept it under the rug because he gave. That stuff confuses kids. And then y'all get mad at us when we do church discipline. That's a whole nother thing. But then when we don't deal with it, it's swept under the rug. When we deal with it, we're judgmental. That was for free. Next, next, next. I feel a way about that, I just want to let y'all know that. Um, um, Hypocrisy in the church, we talked about that. Legalism, rule for everything. It's a rule for dating, you know? You can't hold hands. (laughs) Somebody say, I want to hold some hands, preach. Can I hold his hand? Pastor, just a pinky. I, I won't even put the whole thing in there. Y'all are crazy. I love y'all so much. Spiritual abuse. Church leadership using their authority to control you. You got to call them if you're going to miss church. Let me know when you're not going to be here. You ain't even on staff, ain't on no payroll. Every member gotta say what church you know you can't go to other church i know churches that say you can't go to other churches you can only hear from this house in this vineyard this that's control language that ain't love i teach you you go somewhere else you should be able to discern it i ain't afraid of y'all come on somebody moral failure and leadership and it happens but the question is do they deal with it uh, 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 but also another one is illegal, uh, 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 illegitimate and misplaced church hurt. Some of y'all ain't never been hurt by the church. I'm going to look at me in my face. Some of y'all, let me just, can I love y'all real quick? Like all of us, some of y'all trifling. And you're a hellraiser. And when you get rebuked instead of repenting, guess what you do? You act like you got hurt because of what was said and you fabricate a story and spread it to the congregation so that people can come against the leadership and be on your side so you won't have to deal with your sin and put the leadership. Ain't nobody going to talk back. I done pastored for a little while. I've been in this thing 27 years. I done seen some foolishness. There are times when we have blown it, but there are times where leadership has been trifling too and at times went about. But we need to all be able to admit this stuff. We heal from being honest. Yeah. That's how we heal. Listen, if I did something wrong, can y'all give me some time for the introduction? If I did something wrong, y'all been here over the years. I will tell you if I did it wrong, and I will publicly repent. If I didn't, I won't repent of it. When you do something wrong, you need to repent. Don't justify it. I'm alone in this place. So, Paul, Paul prophesies something. He, he, he writes to his son in the ministry. When you've raised somebody in the faith, um, you're always wondering what they're going to do with it. You, when you invest in someone, um, that, that's why, that's why uh, John says, in I think third John, there's no greater joy than I have to see my children walk in truth. It's nothing like spiritual children you've invested in and they go and they just they just do God's thing. Right. Um, and, 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 And that type of thing. Paul leaves Timothy in Ephesus to set some stuff in order. But God knows the church and Paul knows the church. Timothy's a young guy. He may be in his 20s or early to mid 30s. You were still a youth until you were 50. Somebody said, really? In Jewish culture, that's, that's true. You, that's why they said, Jesus, you're not even 50 yet. You know, that's why this Pharisee said that because he wasn't older. He was still considered a youth at 33, right? So what ended up happening him getting left then he knows Timothy is going to have to deal with some hard stuff, some hard people and some know-it-alls. And he, gets, he didn't get voted in. Not like today. Paul sent him there and told them to listen to him. Now, <laughs> you, you, you know he's in for something. <laughs> he's in for some encouragement because people know him, but he's in for some discouragement because there are people there that think they should be leading. <laughs> and so what they will do is instead of following God, they'll undermine Timothy's leadership. So he's, he's trusting that Timothy's sturdy enough for the job. All right. So, I got one point, one point only. You got one point and one point only. Bad deconstruction is a spiritual problem that demands a comprehensive solution. <clears throat> bad deconstruction, we'll talk about it in a second, what bad deconstruction is. I'll give you plenty of examples, is a spiritual problem that demands a comprehensive solution. Verse 1 of chapter 4. Now, the Spirit explicitly says, I like, I like that, you know. <clears throat> Paul rarely says that even though he speaks under the Spirit a lot. It's funny that the Apostle Paul who heard from the Spirit a lot only said one time the Spirit explicitly says in all 13 letters. Some of us be just saying the Spirit says stuff all the time. <clears throat> he said it one time. Other time you see the Spirit saying something is in Acts 13. The Spirit said, set aside for me, Paul and Barnabas, right? You see Old Testament, but New Testament, you rarely hear someone saying the Spirit is saying, even though inferentially he said a lot. But I like this. But he says he explicitly says, which he puts emphasis on for a reason. He said he explicitly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith. I want you all to hear me underline the word depart. If your your translation may say fall away, this is an important term. It's the word where we get the word apostasy from apostasy, apostasy is a huge word. Now, let me let you know this. Not all before I define this, not all deconstructing is apostasy. Hear me. But no matter the reason, whether the church's fault in hurt or outside entities, it is apostasy and God will hold you responsible for your apostasy. What is apostasy? To abandon or distance yourself from the Christian faith, Jesus and the church. Do you hear me? To abandon or distance yourself from Christianity, the church and God. Right. Why is this important? Because Paul gives this prophetically. <clears throat> they believe that they were in the last days and, and this came in waves. But I believe that we are in some of those later times. I, 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 it's no way you can look around and not see the prophecy coming to pass. The prophecy is coming to pass through so many different mechanisms in our culture, which we'll explore in a second. But this abandonment, we have to begin to. Think through it prophetically and why is it happening? What's going on? That's why you have to be wide awake as a believer so that you can have one eye on the, you need to be cross-eyed Christians. It's it's okay to be cross-eyed kingdom-wise. You got one eye in the Bible and you got another eye in this world seeing what's going on. And finding, it's fun, it's kind of good to find out that you're not crazy when you start reading the Bible. The Bible every now and then <laughs> will let you know that you're not lo- losing your mind. A-, a further definition of it is turning against God as evidence of by abandonment and repudiation of former beliefs. Repudiating what you formerly believed. One of the things that many of us don't know, and this is why I'm, some, some of you wonder why we believe in truth and spirit We believe in truth and why we talk about doctrine all the time is because the average Christian does not understand the Bible. They don't understand who Jesus is. They're wondering why we believe in the Trinity. They're wondering why we believe in the infallibility of Scripture. I can go on and on about that. It's important that you're convinced of those things because you don't want to learn them through doubting. Let me let me let me explain something. So, if you've never known why Jesus is God, somebody comes to you and say Jesus never existed, but you never knew where in the Bible Jesus was God, and where in history outside of the Bible where we have evidence that Jesus's name is historically mentioned—not in the messianic sense, but the character existence sense—your faith will be pulled out from under you. And so, what begins to happen is is we begin to learn the faith from a doubt standpoint. Instead of being already solidified in the faith, and the onslaught comes and something comes up that we don't understand or know, and then we say, hold on, let me go back to my stuff and look at it. Many of us don't have any evidence because we haven't learned it. And what ends up happening is the the information that you're getting contrary to what you're supposed to believe begins to become your foundational formation. I said something there. And so that's what's happening with a lot of this deconstruction is a lot of our foundational formation is formed in the realm of doubt, not being stabilized through biblical discipleship. And so what ends up happening, these things were prophesied. Look, listen to Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3, I think. He says, now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be easily upset or troubled either by a prophecy. Because some of the stuff that happens happens in the church by liars who lie, not prophesy. Uh-oh. Or by a message or by a letter supposedly from us. The lost books of the Bible. Y'all by y'all. I'm by myself. Allegedly that the day of the Lord has come. Seven day of Venice said the day of the Lord came in the 1800s. Y'all ain't listening to me. Verse three. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. Why? The only way not to be deceived is to be taught before you're deceived. And studied. For that day will not come unless the apostasy comes first. So there, there there is going to be an apost. I'm not, I don't, I don't care. Somebody said, what do you believe? Are you pre-millennial, post-millennial, are you pre-trib I don't. I just believe Jesus is coming back and he's setting up a kingdom. Like we're not gonna argue about all of that, long as we agree he's coming back. But we do understand that there are things that are going to happen, whether you believe they happen before, or after a millennium, or after a rapture. I don't care about that. But listen to what this is saying, because I know some of y'all. Which one are you? You know, because some of us, you know, are eschatologically nerdy. And i don't, listen. Jesus coming back. Okay. <laughs> so apostasy, though. <clears throat> says sometime before Jesus returns, there's going to be a major apostasy. So I want you to see what's going on as prophecy. Now, y'all know I don't usually say I'm not the person that sees a prophecy under every brick. Oh, see what the president happened over in Isaiah? I, you know, see what happened in Afghanistan? See, that's the, that's the, the, see them, 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 them locusts is really helicopters. You know, you know, <laughs> like I'm just saying, there's people out there that's like that. <laughs> but those things, it, it really, prophecy or, 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 or what we call end time stuff is really for stabilization of believers to be clear about their faith in the midst of resistance. So, the apostasy comes first. So, that means the enemy is going to be knowing at you to leave Christ, it's going to amp his way up. It's going to be you, more YouTube channels for you. It's gonna, st- stuff you ain't, it ain't even in your algorithm gonna show up. And sometimes it's not just about belief. Some of this, I'm getting ahead of myself, is moral. Some of it is really, you wanna, can I, can I be godly straight? Men and women. Some of us just wanna be a whole. N- now, now, y'all can look at me like I said something crazy. But some of y'all, Really getting tired of being in the situation you in. God ain't coming through. And really it ain't it ain't it ain't it ain't about Africa. It ain't about justice. It ain't about the base. It's about some sex and some horniness. And, And God ain't giving you no sex. Help me, Father. Somehow it ain't even really that deep. You ain't been kissed and touched in a long time. You're like, God ain't coming through. I, I don't think I don't think Christianity's for me. You know. You know, I, I think I think I ought to be out here somewhere. You know, I think I just want to enjoy life. I, I feel the shackles off now. Yeah. Satan always promises a false form of freedom. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, y'all going to give me time today. I'm talking too much. Help me, God. Jesus says in Matthew 24, this is the Savior talking. All of it's important equally. This is what the Savior tells his disciples in answering their questions. He, they ask three questions. This is part of their question being answered. Verse 9, chapter 24. Then they hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be Hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away. That's apostasy. That word fall away sometimes is translated that or depart. Betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Do I have time to say something about this? Some of you listen to foolish reels. Y'all, I don't understand. I'm going to just say this for the, this is the last I'm going to say this. I don't see how you sit under me and listen to some of the fools y'all listen to. I mean, I, I just, I'm like, I, I don't I don't even, how does that even enter your frame? These false, pro- listen, most prophecy in the Bible was not individual. <laughs> listen to me. Most prophecy in the bible wasn't personal the only time it was personal if the person had national impact for the kingdom David having a prophecy on him was about the kingdom not David Paul being prophesied over by the people of him going to Jerusalem was about the kingdom not Paul hear me and some of you going in these churches come, come here come here come here lift your hands lift your hands lift your hands, <laughs> lift your hands. And then they start uh, bah, 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 over you and walking around you and, and speaking in tongues all out of order in the public service. And you just say, you, You're so hungry. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking too early. <clears throat> and what ends up happening? You, you, you get so emotional because you want to hear anything. God told me that in 72 days, you're like this. Oh, God. And God, there's, there's, there's two ladies in your life. Of course, there is. But somebody in the mouth This of course there's two ladies in everybody's life one has hurt you deeply ah! Ah! and then they slip in false doctrine because they emotionally touched you man or woman I'm not singling out women like you're gullible men do too what he ends up saying is, he that many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. It won't even be like they, they will have mega churches. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Many will have large congregations. It says, because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. Listen to the word. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. (laughs) Hang in there. Listen, some of you right now, you feel like you're crazy because everybody around you is getting deceived. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, We got ground to cover. Oh, man. The Spirit explicitly says, then in a later time, some, somebody say some, some. don't mean everybody, means some will fall away from the faith. What is the faith? Those core truths that stabilize us in knowing what Christianity and the faith is faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in his person and work. Faith in the reality of him being the true and living God. Faith in the sufficiency of the word. Faith in, faith in the fact that salvation is by grace through faith alone. This is very, very important. So most believers, we said, had a general understanding of this, but this is very, very important. Some will fall away from the faith. What's interesting is many of us, I'm afraid, will be put in situations because of a lack of preparation. And you'll be forced into battle without the preparation you need. One of my favorite movies is Lord of the Rings. And in Lord of the Rings, there's a point <coughs> to where the enemy, the Orchai are coming, and they're, they're storming this city and they're about to take over. And before they come as they're marching, they're marching. You know, there's about 100 million of them just marching, right? Insurmountable odds. And then they don't have enough soldiers, the people who they're going to attack. So they just started grabbing other men that, that, that were like farmers and different things like that. Kids, my son's age, right? My, my middle son's age. And they just putting them with swords and trying real quick to teach them how to, how to fight off the enemy who's been working on killing them all their life. Wow. I don't ever want to put you all in a predicament. We'll have to hurry up. Learn how to use the sword. Uh, hur- turn over to John. Turn over to the- Oh man. Turn over. Here he comes. Turn over to do the wrong. I don't want to do that. I want you to learn in a real boot camp. So that there's no pressure. So that you're able to go. Some of y'all want y'all to be like this. Yes, <laughs> Women, and- Women and men. Come on, Come on devil. What? Oh, I want you to be able to go off. I want you prepared I want you to some, man, you know some matrix joint. I want you ready Say, so paying the, the deceitful spirits and teachings of demons Remember what I told you about Satan Satan was not a praise and worship leader. He was a military strategist He did not lose it when he came to earth whether you believe demons are fallen angels or disembodied giants, whatever you believe they are, they're evil spirits. They are in Satan's kingdom. And Satan has trained them. How do I know? Because when they told Jesus in Matthew 12, listen to me. They told Jesus in Matthew 12 that he'd cast out demons by the spirit of Beelzebub. And what he began to say to them was that doesn't make sense for Satan to cast out Satan. Satan wants Satan in where you're trying to, where you're saying, I cast him out. And he said something interesting. He said, a kingdom divided by itself will fall. He wasn't talking, he was inferentially talking about what we need to be, but he was also giving us a hint at the fact that the devil is a master organizer in his kingdom. That means his master efforts, he's having class with demons. Are y'all hearing me? About us, about strategy or stratagem, if you will, to tear us down and to destroy us. And so these demons are coming in, telling you, black woman, you God. Black man, do you know you're the original man, the Asiatic black man, the cream of the crop of the earth? Do you know, white people, you're better than black people? Arianism, doctrines of demons. Black, all blacks are Israelites. All of you are Israelites. We don't know how we can track what people, but somehow we all Israelites. We just happen to end up in the Caribbean and in the West, even though they're scattered to the four winds, but one wind just brought us all here. <laughs> <laughs> doctrines of demons comes in subtly. We say, you don't deserve what you're going through. Why would God let you go through all that? Come with me, man. Come, come over here with us. Listen, listen, listen. We're we going downtown. We're going to South Street. Listen, we're going, we, we going to King of Prussia. We're going to hit this Louis. Listen, getting this Gucci. <laughs> we're getting dripped out. We're going to get some drinks. <laughs> I got a good bartender. I anointed a long time ago for you family. Ooh, weed is nice, it's fresh gun. is gonna be rolled lice and a backwood blunt. You're gonna be straight. My bad. And, um... <laughs> but he talks to you in very specific language. And it ain't just on younger people, it's older people. You have been in this marriage this long and they ain't changed. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Man, leave that negro. Get sick of it. Your kid's grown now. ain't going to affect them like that no more. Go on and leave. The devil loves to make you think you deserve something. Listen, doctrines of demons never come in like oh, a horror movie and say, believe. It never comes in like that. It always comes in with sweet perfume. It always comes in an Armani suit. It comes in some Jordans and a tank top. It don't come with man chests. It come with peccatoriouses. Hey, I gotta talk to y'all like y'all can hear this thing. The devil does not bring you what you don't want. That's what's confusing about it. This gotta be God. This gotta be God. Hallelujah, God! I see you right there. (laughs) That's why the Bible says God doesn't look at the outer. He looks at the inner. Listen, the believer, you have to turn your discernment meter up. (laughs) You have to say, this is coming my way, but what is this? Do y'all hear me? What is this that's coming to me? This seems good. And you spend some time. That's why you got to spend time with God. Because you'll hear some things about the Holy Ghost and in the Bible that you won't hear just in the mire of your flesh. You'll be like, God, listen, if this is you... (laughs) This is amazing, Um, but if it's not, please don't let me get emotionally attached to where I'm so attached that I call something of you that's not by you. So God, pre-get me out of this. I don't need. I done been through this a couple of times. I done learned a little. I done grown a little. And God, I'm on the other side of this now. And God, right now, I'm just asking you, hey, if this is from you, if not, I'm erasing, I'm deleting, I'm blocking. Listen, I'm muting. I'm doing all that. Social media, my phone, everything. No more. But if it's of you, please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But the devil loves to talk slick to you. He loves to. I got more, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta begin transitioning this. Um, one of the things that we see also as modern day lies is the prosperity gospel. That God promises you healing all the time. And that he promises that every Christian will be rich. But I had a savior that said, foxes have holes. And bird have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. I got to save it. That's what happened to him. The Bible says one of the signs of a false teacher in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 14, it says that they are trained in teaching greed. Read it when you get a chance. It said they're trained in it. They'll say, now, 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 right now, I feel out a thousand dollar anointing in this place doctrine of demon and um if you give god promised me that i'd prophesy now when i look at the bible and the word of the lord came to samuel and said samuel go samuel went down to the house of david he didn't say jesse let me first get an offering before this prophecy all right y'all not gonna listen to me it's in the bible Uh, uh, another one is law of attraction Oh, I'm going over. I can't. I've got to stop now. <laughs> law of attraction. Listen, put out in the atmosphere of the world what you want and it'll boomerang back with you. The law of attraction. That's voodoo. That's intellectual voodoo. <laughs> new age religion, new thought theology, sinless preaching is a doctrine of demons. Demons. Sinless preaching and self-help preaching. No Jesus. You never did any wrong. There's no repentance. There's always God has something for you. That's a doctrine of demons. The Bible says if you have, if you say you have no sin, you are a liar and the truth isn't in you. Use your Bible family. Use your, don't be afraid to discern anybody, even me, discern it. That's what the Bible says. You have an anointing that you don't need anyone to teach you. It means affirmation of what you're being taught. You have the ability as a priest and priestess to discern and, uh, and discern what's truth and not truth. Huh. Willful eisegesis. I heard one dude said, God is not three, he's nine. He's a trinity within every person. Of the, I said, get him, Lord, help me. I, I just, Lord, I, manifest destiny. You're giving yourself destiny versus seeing what God has given you and maximizing and seeking him to function in your purpose. The Bible says your steps are ordered by the Lord. So how can you have manifest destiny of making yourself go somewhere? There's a lot of stuff I want to do. Listen, I want to be in Jamaica tomorrow. Hey, let's manifest that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Positive affirmations. Let me explain something. There's a difference between faith. There's a difference between getting in God's word and asking God for something. And believing that you are the source. God has given you power outside of his sovereignty to source your own destiny, meaning my positive affirmation for the day, which I say in the morning as I will be, a, I will be a business owner today. I will be a multi-billionaire within three years. I will. I will. I will. I will. I will. And positive affirmations are always man centered, never God centered. Po- which makes positive affirmations demonic is it makes you think you're the source. Anything that, that, that's, that's a mild form of deconstruction where you uproot God as the object of your faith and make you the object of your faith. And, 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 and not having enough faith never stops something from happening. If you have the faith the size of a. All we got to do is study our Bibles. Somebody say, I don't have enough faith and that's why I didn't get healed. They try to tell you that. Uh, uh, having faith is faith. And when you have it in the midst of the doubt, the f- faith always overrides the doubt, even if the doubt is bigger than the faith, because the faith being the size of a mustard seed means the rest of it is doubt. Somebody get that on the way home. <laughs> Define God in terms that he doesn't reveal himself in. See, I'm, I'm sick of the misogyny in the church. So I call God she now. Because it's, patri- it's patriarchy to have God name himself after a man. Now God, that's how he revealed himself. He's not saying he's a man. Because the Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. He's just expressing himself and revealing himself with masculine characteristics. It's a form. It's a literary form. But who do you think you are? Will you going to tell God that he's not to reveal himself in the way he revealed himself as if God is scared of a patriarchal society? God doesn't have to reveal himself in the cultural way for people to receive him if the cultural way to perceive him in is against what he is principally. Are y'all hearing me? This is super important. Oh, I got to get out of here. Things demons tempt you to despise, though. These are some things they tempt you to despise. And then I'm going to go to the positive side. Demons tempt you to despise prayer. To despise it. To make you think it doesn't work. (laughs) Prayer doesn't work. Stop doing that. Just just spend more time on Instagram. Go in a hashtag you like. Community. Being around other sound like the church. I don't I can't stand church people. I can't be around other women in the church. Because women in the church You think you're being righteous because you don't like being around people because of but really you're the one being influenced by the devil. That's an absolute statement. If you say, I don't like being around those people at that church, that's different than saying, I don't like the church. I wish you say, you don't like my wife and think I'm going to have a relationship with you. Right. I wish you would. I, I don't like your wife. I mean, I don't even know what I would do. <laughs> like, I'm feeling away already. and Ain't nobody even really said it. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? I don't like your wife, but man, I really want to hear from you. You're wild to come up to me and say that. Doctors of Demons. They want you to despise Bible study. I really like Sunday morning, but I don't like to just sit there and hear. Evangelism. When am I going to share? I can't share the gospel with my friends. How are they going to view me after that? Doctors of Demons. Stewardship. You never give. That goes to the pastor. The demons make you think that your giving doesn't go to God. The Bible says, honor the Lord with the first of your wealth, not give to the pastor. So giving is for God. God judges based on the stewardship of that of the church. Your job is to invest. Now, I'm not saying investing where you know they're wilding. But some of y'all ain't never gave. And you're under a doctrine of demons. You are. And that's why you don't reap nothing. I'm just telling you, I'm not saying the windows of heaven are closed and you curse with a curse, you're calling oh, that's, that's under the law. But there is a principle of uh, harvest, sowing and harvest, right? Some of y'all despise waiting on God. Just, the, just God don't want to wait no more. And some of us despise, which we all do, not some of us, all of us despise growing through suffering. Oh, I got to move. He says their consciences are seared. They forbid marriage and demand. Are y'all still with me? Yeah. Demand abstinence from foods that God created to be received with those with gratitude for, by those who believe and know the truth. What is this? this what they do is doctors of demons pervert what's created for something else. So he said he, he names marriage and he names food, right? But there's so many things that they try to redefine. They always try to redefine how man relates to creation. So, so, so Doctrine of the Demons say, no, it's not just man and woman. It can be man and man. That was how God did it in the Old Testament, but now really are there texts that really would say, look at the stuff around that. That was just during that particular period of time. But now it's okay for you to say that you identify a particular way. Y'all quiet on me. I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I gotta be honest and I gotta preach on everything. It's a Doctrine of Demons. Anytime you wanna reassign what God has created, That's called perversion. I'm not beating you up. Please help me. I'm not. You know, family relations, spirituality, religion, God, ethnicity. When you want to make your ethnicity bigger because of white supremacy, then Bible. It's a doctrine of demons. When When everything is about being melanated. When you're more melanated than sanctified. Let's make it plain. But then it's a doctrine of demon to, uh, to, to, to believe that sin hasn't happened to those minorities as well. White supremacy is one of the biggest demons in there because it's blind. It, at least LGBT can admit what they are. Racists try to justify and say they're not what they are. That's different and it's worse. Verse four, everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected, but is to receive with thanksgiving. What do we end here? Verse six. He says, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. Nourished, somebody say nourished. nourished. Stop there. Nourished. Nourished is a present passive participle. Present meaning now happening. Passive being it happens to you and participle means it defines you. (laughs) So you're being, what are you being? Whatever you are nourished off of defines you. Hear me. If you got friends around you that reinforce your sinfulness, you have the wrong pouring station. If if you have friends around you to tell you what you don't want to hear and encourage you, keep them. If you had a church that steps on your toes more than you come away feeling warm fuzzies and ready to smack lilies and walk in the wind, stay there. Conviction's good for you. <laughs> uh, 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 being nourished. So what should, we, what should we be nourished by? We should be nourished on sound local churches. Sound local churches. Sound preaching. Sound worship, not heretical worship. Sound community. Sound history. And sound leisure, meaning sound enjoyment. Do y'all hear me? Everything was created by God to be what? Enjoyed. You should have sound leisure. God ain't a party pooper. He created all things for you to enjoy. He's just he has a way for you to enjoy it. The enemy always want to pervert God's mechanisms of enjoyment. Sound friendships. You need sound friends. You need an underlying commitment to the spiritual disciplines. You can't expect the church to do for you what you won't do when nobody's around. It's very important. You should be nourished off of your own prayer time. Your own devotional time, which we've taught you how to do. Your own Bible study. And next, you need to deconstruct your deconstructing. You deconstruct everything else except for the thing that you believe believing that need to be deconstructed. And put your doubt to as much of a test as you do God's word. And the reality of God's love for us in Christ. Sometimes we put that. We need to, we, we need to be nourished off of that. So things to be careful of. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Processing your deconstruction in isolation. The Bible says, the Bible says, he who isolates himself seeks his own desire and breaks out against all sound judgment. So don't do it alone. That's bad deconstruction. Because you t- your doubt is talking to the bad information. Run from Run to God and healthy saints with your questions, Ephesians 4. Knowing that deconstruction, it's multidimensional. Look at this. Engaging your deconstruction these ways, intellectually, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. It needs needs to be engaged on every level. If it's a hurt, it needs to be engaged emotionally and psychologically. We'll, We'll get to that in the coming weeks. Remember this, God isn't afraid or intimidated by you struggling with him. Next, God loves you while you're struggling. While you're struggling, he loves you. And last, just because, listen to this one, just because the church you are in and leadership you are under doesn't take your deconstruction seriously doesn't mean that God and another ministry won't. Stop making a church the church. I'm done. And Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave is sufficient <coughs> to restore you if you don't know him. I'm done. Father, um, my hope today Um, I know this was a ton. I know it was a ton, but, um, Lord, we had to work through it. I remember my pastor going to Africa and him preaching for 45 minutes, Lord, (laughs) and sat down and the preacher came up to him and said, they've walked two hours to hear the word. They need more. Um, Lord, help us to hunger and thirst for righteousness, you promised that you'd fill us. Lord Most High, maybe there's someone here today that doesn't know you. That they're doing that bad deconstruction and isolation. Maybe you're on the screen today. We present to you Jesus Christ. Some of you already, I ain't got to tell you about sin. You already know you, you, we're we, we, you know we unperfect. You know we're a mess. But that's not the end of the gospel. The gospel is not just that. The gospel is about newness of life. The gospel is about Christ being with you, Christ struggling with you, and Christ putting you around people that you'll have to forgive, they'll have to forgive you, but you'll have to walk together in love. The gospel does that, the the gospel gives you victory over stuff you're wrestling with. God says, come to him today. He said, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice in this room. For those online the search team is going to put a link in there we want to talk to you if you want to trust Jesus is there anyone in here that God has confronted you your doubt today he's confronted it he's confronted it in love some of it may have been tough (laughs) some of it may have been less tough and you realized maybe you've been going to church all your life and you realize man i'm deconstructing and i'm not even in the faith or I don't even know if I'm really changed. I, I just know I like coming to church. There are things about it I like, but there's things about Christianity I'm confused about. And I realize I may not even know God. I found that out today. Or wherever you find yourself, if that's you today, hold your hand in the air. We'd love to talk to you about Jesus if you want to put your confidence in Him today. Anyone, anyone that says, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm in the faith Hold your hand in the air. We'd love to talk to you about Jesus. Talk to you about how he transforms and changes from the inside out. And even if you're still doubting, he can still handle it. And he can save you while you're still doubting. (laughs) He can do that. He can do that. I see that hand up there. I see that hand. Anybody else that says, I'm wrestling, I'm here, I love Jesus, I'm wrestling, but something about this message of the gospel has made it clear to me that God, Jesus is God. I don't know all the answers, neither do we, but there is this sense once you recognize that Jesus is Lord. Believer, this is for you now. Um, I know we've gone a little over normal, but um, I really want to take time for this. Believer, if anything today hit you and you need God to loop you back in, I want to pray for you. Just stand to your feet. If anything today hits you, I see you. Thank you for your boldness. He said, I need looping back in. I got some bad deconstructing going on. I see you standing I see y'all standing all over the sanctuary. I have some bad ways in which I'm reevaluating my core beliefs. And it's not good, if I'm honest. I've been, I've, been, I've been slipping away. I've been slipping away. And let me tell you something. Jesus sees it. And he loves you. He loves you relentlessly. He loves you ferociously. Some of you are around Information that has you wondering, and you kind of got some cracks in your faith, go on and stand up so I can pray for you. Some things that got you kind of like, ah, is this true? Is this real? I see y'all standing. I love Jesus, I believe I know Jesus, but there's some stuff doesn't add up. Thank you for standing, sis. There's some stuff not adding up. And I want you to know that we're not just gonna pray for you, we want resources. So we want y'all emailing us, letting us know what you need so that we can, if, if, if possible, God fill in some of those cracks. Lord God Almighty, your people are standing. And um, it's nothing like having a place to go. That's your throne. The Bible says you can find mercy in the time of need. God, your people are in a time of need. Culture is bombarding them, <laughs> um, being online is bar- uh, bombarding them. And listen, <clears throat> there is pressure. To let go of some of the biblical, not, con- not conservative politics but or, or, or liberal politics. None of that, Lord. But there is a concerted effort to make believing certain things about being a Christian uncomfortable. And many of your people under the sound of my voice are in spaces where it's very loose. And they're trying to figure their way out and way in. And how do, how do I remain in a space? How do I re- remain around these friends? I'm being influenced by some of the stuff they're saying, other stuff, I don't know. I I, I should be speaking up, but I may lose them or they may brand me. They don't even know I'm a critic. I don't know what it is, Lord. Maybe someone had a family member, a baby died. Something happened. that just confused them about your love. And somebody may be saying, God, I'm tired of waiting on you. Will you touch them where they are? Lord God, would you pry the enemy's hands off of their heart and mind. Assert your authority in their lives, God. I come against the enemy, the Lord rebuke you over their minds and hearts. God relieve them of the stress of believing that they have to carry a yoke alone. But Lord God, show them that you can handle their doubt and that you invite invited and you want to minister to it. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Everybody agree with that said? Amen. 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 Communion time. Let's celebrate the Lord's death. Celebrate the Lord's death. Celebrate it. Let's stand together. I know we take communion every week so it can become rope, but communion is your reminder of who you are. (laughs) It is. That's why 1 Corinthians 11 has us taking communion so seriously because communion is a communal time to pause and remember our faith. Remember that's why people who aren't Christians shouldn't take communion because they're, 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 they're taking something they haven't spiritually ingested. And so communion is to remind you to continue to ingest Jesus on a regular basis and to point back to what he's done, to look at what he's doing and to practice to drink wine with him in the marriage supper of the Lamb and in the future. on the night that Jesus was betrayed he said to his disciples he said I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until I come to my kingdom so Jesus is fasting and he says on the night that Jesus was betrayed he took the bread he gave it to his disciples and said this is my body which is given for you let us eat together After the meal, he took the cup. He raised it and blessed it. said, this is my blood, blood of the new and everlasting covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Let us drink together. Pastor Matt, come do the benediction, please, sir. now may the god of peace who brought up from the dead our lord jesus the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant equip you with every good with everything good to do his will working in us what is pleasing in his sight through jesus christ to whom be glory forever and ever amen grace and peace to you saints